Oh, let's let's do sticks. Oh, right, right. All right, all right, you do it this you, time. No, no, you do it because... Are you intentionally... Are, do, okay. No, no, I'll tell you what. You do it because um, it's going to be off one way or the other, depending who does the counting. Right. So it should always be the same person counting, so, it, you know. Yeah, okay. All right, three, two, one... See that seemed right on to me. I'm sure. I it's feel like you're you. you're not taking this seriously. No, it seemed it genuinely. I okay. <laughs> That's okay. All right, now you do it. <laughs> oh God damn it! No, just for my is... just just so I know that you're not fucking with me. <laughs> how will how will that help? It won't. You'll just you'll just hear me count down from three, two, one, and then clap. How will that that will not that will not? All right. Hurt. You know what? That will I, not provide any benefit to you. Look, I'm just. Look. You know what, Chris? Although I have no evidence to suggest <laughs> that you are taking this seriously, and 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 uh, and and actually doing this for real, uh-huh. I'm just. I choose to believe. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. Based on I, based on Pascal's wager. Mm, seems more like a Kierkegaard. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Seemed more Kierkegaardian to me, John. Look. Think of it think of it this way. I'm editing this week's episodes. What possible benefit do I have do I derive from fucking up the sticks? And yet so tempting to fuck them up next time. <laughs> You're listening to Being Jim Davis. My name is Jody Avergan, and with me, as always, Editor-in-Chief Nate Silver, Senior Politics Reporter Claire Malone, and, of course, whiz kid Harry Enton. And also, my name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, did they call him whiz kid? I, felt, I feel like it was something like boy genius. No, they called him whiz kid, but I believe he is not on that show anymore. Also, it's I don't kind think of a he's dated, even, stolen tagline. I don't think he's even a child. Well, he's a whiz kid. No, I think he's an adult. I think he's legally an adult. He's a whiz kid, Chris. What I'm saying, John, is you could consensually fuck him and there would be no legal repercussions. Well, clearly. Because he's not a child. That's our, that's our standard. Okay. Also, <laughs> my name is Christopher Winter... And I'm Jim Davis. None of us on this program are children. Just just to make it totally no, clear. This is a podcast intended for adults who are, for some reason, both immature and feeble-minded. Oh, no, I didn't say none of the listeners were children. No, this is Mind not you. a podcast I, for children. I, 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 think, I think it's a podcast for children and it adults. It includes a great many references. This podcast is suitable for all ages. I would say you really shouldn't listen to it if your current age is divisible by seven without a remainder. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to leave it like that. Well, I can divide any number by seven. Obviously, without a remainder. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Oh, so that means I can't listen to it. No, nor I. Oh, damn. Take those headphones off. Your your age isn't divisible by seven. Oh, did I say you can't listen to it if it's yeah. divisible? I honestly wasn't listening to what I said. 
out of a surfeit, surfeit of caution, John, that I might not be supposed to. All right. I, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So for the rest of the episode, we probably should make sure not to listen to each we other. We either should or should Just not in case. listen to it. Yeah. So you, it'll be like I, a, I think we should employ, like a regular episode. We should employ the precautionary principle. Chris. John. It's Thursday, February 21st, 1980. We are looking at the 613th ever Garfield comic strip, What Happens Today in Garfield. John, John, in today's moderately unlucky Garfield, 613, the cat has a human friend. Also, we learn that the cat's name is Garfield. That's provided that, you know, you haven't read any of the others this week. You Panel one, new cowpo. John making a face at Garfield. Uh, hands waggling on his head with his thumbs on on his forehead, fingers mm-hmm. fingers waggling, eyes closed, tongue stuck out. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's a name for what he's doing, but and, and and yet here I am, I can't come up with it. I I couldn't tell you offhand. I mean, you as you say, it, he's making a face, he's sticking out. Would his you tongue. say he's making a raspberry? No, I would not, and I'll tell you why. This panel is missing something vital for a raspberry, and that's the onomatopoeia. If John Arbuckle were making a raspberry, I think you would have an onomatopoeia composed mainly of P's and H's, with mm-hmm. maybe some B's in there. Yeah. Okay. So apparently he's just silently sticking out his tongue well... Okay, Wikipedia refers to it as blowing a raspberry, strawberry, or making a Bronx cheer. Right, yep, those are all things. Those are all yeah. those so are all either would faces be, you make or sex acts. It would be accurate to say that John is miming a raspberry. I think that's highly accurate. Okay, yes. so John is miming a raspberry at Garfield, who is looking at up at John in... I'd say mild disgust. Yeah, mild disgust. I, I would say John is doing the um, American Sign Language sign for the Bronx cheer. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's panel one. Panel two, Garfield follows suit, um, you know, in in recompense for being raspberried or raspberry mimed. He does the same to John, John joyfully swipes a thing across Garfield's tongue. What's the thing? We don't know at this point. It's a a, a very thing. tiny Rubik's cube. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And weirdly, the raspberry made no noise whatsoever in panel one. But in panel two, the swipe gets an onomatopoeia saying, Swipe! <laughs> it's not I, a thing that needs an onomatopoeia. I quite like this panel, and there's a number of reasons. I like Let's it, hear it. Al- it almost looks like swipe is coming out of John's mouth. <laughs> True. <laughs> like he's saying swipe as he's swiping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also almost looks like the motion lines of John's hand are coming out of John's mouth. Mm, that yeah, really does look like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it really, like, you know, looking at the length of his arm and the way it's uh, extended there in the frame that the arc of the motion line really would not a- allow enough space for the entire arm to have traversed that space mm, you know what i mean that's true that so is, like i mean fair, but i guess it, i guess fair. he's not just doing like a blanket like wheelbarrow motion right it's more of a just 
just kind of like lunging forward. I don't know. Also, his torso looks weird. Super weird. It does. Would you say, I feel like we've spent too long discussing this panel already, but... Oh, I've just, that, be- I've just begun. Would you say that Garfield's tongue is way too big? I'd say I... I think Garfield's tongue is bigger than John Arbuckle's tongue. I am satisfied with the size of Garfield's tongue. I'll just put it that way. You feel it's appropriate. My first... Uh, you feel it's situationally appropriate. It's situationally ironic. John, I'm, I'm drinking some of this uh, just black cherry juice, just so you know. I finished my roast. Wikipedia has a... An example video for blowing oh, a we, raspberry? Do we consult Wikipedia on this program? I, no. Honestly, I, again, I've, it's no. been a few weeks. I guess I'd forgotten. I, I definitely have not done it twice on this episode already. <laughs> hey, look. As I said, I'm not listening to the things you say. Again, that Rubik's Cube that John is holding, it's so tiny. I didn't even see it at first. And my first mm-hmm. impression of this panel was that John was giving Garfield's tongue a high five. <laughs> or I guess clawing it would, at it. I guess like it'd, the, be the low, it'd be a low five. It'd be a the low way five. He's, I'd call it a mid five. Mid the five. Way he's, the way his fingers are positioned, though, it's not like an open palm, like you, like you do for a five of any location. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it, they're, it, they're clawed up like, like he's grabbing <laughs> at it or clawing at it, swiping at it with his <laughs> lengthy fingernails. That that made me think of that Family Guy episode where uh, where Peter and Cleveland are just exchanging high fives in different locations. I haven't seen the Family Guy. There's like a whole sequence um, where he's like, "Give me five now, down low. Now give me five over here." And then it's like he gives him, he writes down an address and hands it to him. <laughs> now give me five over at this location. That's <laughs> great. Look, John, a, a, a television show that is occasionally humorous. I haven't I haven't watched the Family Guy for whatever reason. I have kind of an attitude about it. But I like that thing with the address. That's funny. It's funny, right? It's undeniably funny. Give me a five over here. That's funny. That's funnier <laughs> than anything that happens today in Garfield. Um, uh. Speaking of giving and taking fives. Oh, shit. When I, lo- when I look at... When I look at speaking of the giving and taking of five, mm-hmm. when I look at panel two now, with that in my mind, it not only looks like John Arbuckle is giving Garfield's tongue a five... But Garfield having his hands up like that mm-hmm. kind of looks like he's asking for a double high five. Mm-hmm. He wants ten, and John's just giving him five. Yeah, but Garfield wants ten on his on his paw fingers. He wants ten up high, and John and John is is all about the the five on the tongue. The tongue five. This is a weird conversation. You know what, John? You know what they you know what you know what they call it when you give someone five on their tongue? I do it's not. A, it's a it's called French high fiving. Hmm, that makes sense. They do it French style. That makes sense. Sexier. In the third panel, John reveals that uh, it was not a Rubik's Cube that he was Mm -hmm. swiping on Garfield's tongue, but in fact a stamp. Or at least that's heavily implied by the dialogue, which I I will read. Yeah, I think we can take it. Which I will now read. Uh Thanks, Garfield. Panel three, name drop. I hate to lick stamps. To which Garfield responds in thought... Blah, blah, while sticking out his tongue. Yeah, which his tongue was already sticking out in the previous yeah, okay, pants. Like yeah. Just for clarity's sake, mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't just say he's sticking out his tongue. That might make it seem like he wants more stamps <laughs> swiped across it. Um, we, can, we can assume, based on his eyes being squunched up and his ears back, 
and the the thoughts blah blah that this is a disgust face mm, which I, is that's a the... standard that's a standard emotional that's a standard emotion and way of expressing that emotion that's displayed universally mm-hmm. across human and cat cultures agreed that's that's the work of the famous psychologist name inserted here seamless yeah can't remember that guy um you say a thing while i look him up okay doesn't um, matter what you say i won't be listening You've also, been listening I'll probably, to being I'll Jim probably, Davis. I'll probably interrupt you. I watched a Garfield crawl along the edge of a straight razor. That's my dream. That's my nightmare. Crawling, slithering along the edge of a straight razor. John, the name of the psychologist surviving. I was trying to think of? Paul Ekman. You Paul can support Ekman, the show the by American leaving us a review on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Why not Professor visit Emeritus our at the University website, of California, San Francisco? Mm-hmm. There are words and pictures. You can follow the program on Twitter at Being Jim Davis is the handle. You can follow me on the internet at Inscrutable Taco. John, fun fact about psychologist Paul Ekman. He was the loose inspiration for the television program Lie to Me. Oh, I like that show. Yeah, well, if you like Lie to Me, then you love psychologist Paul Ekman. I do not ever feel like watching that show, but I like that show. No, I've never. I've. I think I have seen one episode. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays the lead is Australian. Yeah, uh, Tim. Tim Roth. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Australian. I think, I think you're thinking of Tim Curry, John, but he's not Australian. He's British. I think. I think he's British. No, Tim Curry is definitely British, but he was not. He was in. Um, yeah, Tim. Tim. Tim Roth is English. John Tim Curry. No one is talking about Tim Curry. Tim Curry was in that uh, movie musical. You know, can't remember it. Mm, clue. Sexually clue. liberated one. Yeah. From the, yeah. Clue. Thank yeah. you. He was in Clue. <laughs> the, the one people go to late at night and they sing along and they do all the costumes and stuff. Yeah. 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 Obviously, I was talking about from outer space. Were you? Thank you for listening, you bunch of animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.